Studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. Live from behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, my name is Travis Carter. I am your host and moderator for this evening. Over my right shoulder at the high top table, the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf, and as always, bellied up to the bar, a man whose name is at the top of every college basketball team's coaching hot board. The fabulous one, Freddie Benders. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? <laughs> uh, doing good. I got my resume ready, and it looks good. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that bottle of Coke 45 with you tonight. Nothing sets off a tournament like uh, Freddie pounding 40s. Uh, hey, I mean, hell, all I got to do is win a tournament game. I'm going to get a new job. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, Man, what a uh, what a week it has been in the world of sports. Uh, obviously, we had some disappointing results for the local teams in the NCAA tournament, which we will most certainly get into uh, later on in the program. Uh, we lost an icon of the NBA uh, earlier this week, which we will get into later on in the program. But I wanted to start tonight, guys, with something that we have talked about at certain length on this show the last few weeks, but I've, I've got to be honest with you, especially Tuna, who is a huge fan, a huge proponent of this. I did not expect the World Baseball Classic to... What happened? Uh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Keep going. Carry on. Host and moderator, it's back to you. I did not expect the World Baseball Classic to deliver the way that it did I, I a lot of times these big time tournaments or big ball games or something you know over promise and under deliver but I felt like that the world baseball classic was the complete opposite and I know there's some controversy because some players got hurt uh which is always unfortunate but I've got to tell you the atmosphere the electricity in those buildings when those games were going on, especially the last three games, the United States and then the the uh, other semifinal game that the United States wasn't in, man, that was some of the most dramatic sports that I've seen in a long time, and it all culminated last night in the United States losing to Japan in a fabulous championship game. Uh, but, man, I just felt like the stars turned out. They all played well. The games were, even if they all weren't great, they were all very, you know, had a lot of great storylines. They were very dramatic. Tuna, how did you feel that this tournament played out? I think we are seeing the big step of growth for the World Baseball Classic. Last night, what what did you tell me earlier before we started that 98% of televisions in Japan were tuned into this? Uh yeah, they said for the for the last uh for the last at bat, Otani against mm. Mike Trout, ninety seven point four percent of televisions 
in the nation of Japan were tuned into that game. That's an ungodly number, man. They, just to think of, you, I can't wrap my head around that being a real thing, but wow. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, you cannot script anything better than the way that that game played out. Like, I think we all was like, there's a possibility this is going to happen. The two teammates are going to face each other. There's a two. There's a possibility this is going to happen. And it lived up from a full count. All right, Otani comes in. Everybody's talking about the slider he finished him off with. Before that, the two strikes before that, oh, dude. over 102 fastballs, one down low and one up in his chest, saying, this is what yeah. you're getting, and then I'm going to come with the slider. And I don't know. Nobody. That's unhittable. Nobody can hit that. Right. Like, I – Biggest takeaway that I got is uh, I think we figured out why um, the Angels can't make the playoffs. Is Otani a bad teammate? I mean, I feel like maybe he should have let Mike Trout get a hit off of him. <laughs> Boost the man's confidence going into the season. Know, maybe he just breaks Mike Trout down. Like, I don't know. I, I had to show- now he's got to build him up. I had to, I actually had my wife so I'm like we need to turn this on the other TV da 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 and I had to go through who explained to her who Mike Trout was and and that's a fitting thing because my wife hears ESPN mm-hmm. all the time and knows pretty much random stuff that she hears and uh, Mike Trout has a list of accomplishments that will blow your freaking mind when you look it up. I mean, it is unbelievable. Postseason, there ain't nothing there. Well, and that, that goes to say, like, the two best players in baseball, Otani and Mike Trout, uh, I think they're leaps and bounds above everyone else. Yeah. And both those guys can go walking down the street, and I feel like they can walk into almost any bar in Louisville, and who's going to recognize them? No. Like, maybe no. a handful of people. Like, I – I don't know. I just there's no Mike there's Trout no doubt. Sure. Playoff baseball makes faces recognized, and we've got to get these guys in the playoffs. Like I, I yeah, feel like tell playoff office that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pick up somebody. <laughs> I know they're they're not the Dodgers, but I mean, isn't the over under on uh, wins for them this year is somewhere around like seventy five or eighty? I, I, I believe think. so. I believe so. Um, I mean, that's ludicrous. But there are well, there, there are stars that demand that they get players to help them win a championship. I've never heard anything out of Mike Trout's mouth. I know he's a serviceable guy and he's a, uh, you know, doesn't want to, doesn't get involved in any of that stuff, probably less than even Derek Jeter. Well, I mean. But he was in a Yankee in New York City. But, dude, like, you've got to demand to get some players to help you try to win a championship at some point in your life. Career. I would assume that both of them have expressed that desire. It's just uh, the Angels are not the Yankees, where everything ends up on page one of the New York Post, uh, and they're overshadowed by the Dodgers out there. It, I mean, they're like yeah, the, the they Clippers are. and the Lakers. And yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah, you can demand all you want, but if you're under contract and front office doesn't want to pay anybody else then and 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 you're selling tickets and people are coming to watch you play because of those two guys and we're gonna see that in this offseason when Otani goes to negotiate his new contract right. like I bet there's gonna be some stipulations in there like if he continues to play for Anaheim or sign with them but anyway I don't want to get off on on Angels right, regular right. season no, I want to go back to the to the to the classic but every game through this Last night was great, and that atmosphere was great. But if you go back to Arizona, 
even in those games that were played out there. The Mexican crowd, those guys brought it. They were all wearing luchador oh, masks. Yeah. And, yeah, that was awesome. And um, I, I mean, they were awesome. And they they, they brought the, the crowd out there to Miami, yeah, and they did great. Cuba. Venezuela did great. Cuba was great. Uh, did you see the uh, catcher for uh, <laughs> Cuba? He didn't get on the flight. He is now a citizen of the United I States. I love that. Welcome home, big guy. Come on in. Yeah, so that used to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen as much anymore, but that that was a big thing yep. back in the day. Yes, sir. So I, I don't know. I, I thought it was great for the growth of baseball. Um, that, I I kind of wish Fox would have had it on Big Fox instead of FS1, um, but maybe they gauged that on the ratings of the previous games. Again, they were starting them at like 10 o'clock at night, which I have a problem. Like, U.S. time slots have to do something to better make it easily more available for us. But there was nothing else in the way of that game last night. I mean, you know. No, no. Women's, I get it. There's some women's NCAA tournament games and so forth. But Mm -hmm. I don't even think there were last night, were there? Oh, I thought there were. Oh no! I guess it was uh, Sunday I, and Monday. I yeah, believe, was dude, there. it yeah. was like there was watch the, it. I was there was there was nothing else. On. There was nothing else. Uh, there on. there yeah. was the CBI on guys, and I believe Eastern Kentucky won their game. Okay, so that CBI. was the World Baseball Classic had to contend with the Eastern Kentucky Colonels, which is always well, tough. and and Fox had to uh, play reruns of like. Lone Star nine one one and Big Bang Theory. Are we still so. dancing with the stars or on there? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't, but, but but and you talk about the injuries in that, and that may keep some players away. If you go through the the list of injuries that were in this, I mean, you had Edwin Diaz with the freak accident on the celebration. Right, that had nothing to do with the World Baseball Classic. That could have happened anywhere, anytime. You had Altuve getting hit on the hand with the broken hand. Right, uh, that. that's a freak. It's not like anything pulled. Freddie Freeman had a little hamstring issue, but he, the Dodgers pulled him quick, and let's face it, yeah, Canada, Canada didn't have a shot anyway. He's Canadian, though. So, he goes out, and he actually played his first game back with the Dodgers as a DH. So, it's not like that was a major injury. Yeah. I think players are going to be lining up to to be a part of the next World Baseball Classic. Well, Tuna, you and I were talking about this before we uh, got on the air tonight. And I just think that just the word of mouth from player to player where they are all saying, man, what a thrill it was. The crowds, you can't believe the crowds. There were several players, as we were talking about earlier, that said that that, uh, in their minds, some of these games, some of these moments they had were bigger than playoff moments they've had, World Series moments that they've had. And I I would only imagine that player talking to player – would really open up a lot of eyes and uh, garner a lot more interest. And I think the next World Baseball Classic, we're going to see everybody that has a chance to play to try to play. No, for sure. This I, I think it's going to be a blast. And they did open it up where, uh, like, if you are second generation, your parents are from the other country that you can play for them. And that gives some of these other countries more of a um, – Well, that's how they do yeah, the World Cup. Absolutely. And then I got no problem with that. And in case anyone didn't know the numbers and you were sleeping, Otani was walked 10 times mm-hmm. in the tournament, which is unbelievable. 435 batting average, a home run, eight RBIs. He also went 2-0 and with a save, 1.86 ERA, 
and he also struck out the best player. I mean, mm. the the player that's won more MVPs in the last 10 years than anybody. And he was named at the, the bottom of the night. He was named the all tournament team night. as a position player and as a pitcher. Right. Which is so stupid. I can't even begin <laughs> to describe how stupid that is. But it's really something that people our age have never seen and most likely will never what see. What about yeah. that Schwarber at bat? Oh, man, <laughs> that was that was unbelievable. And I had said uh, I was on a text thread earlier, I said, I think Schwarber is so uh, so out, uh, out of sorts because he can't get over the fact that Indiana uh, men's Drake. and women's and women's <laughs> basketball both lost uh, to Miami. Both teams lost to Miami. They did. That's so crazy. Also. And uh, it's all about the U. What's up with that? And uh, I thought he was maybe too distraught to focus on baseball, and then he had that at bat and hits that home run. And uh, what a moment for him! I mean, unfortunately for the United States, mm-hmm. they Poor couldn't. Old Goldschmidt, man, I love Goldie. He's he he was my scrapper on that team. Obviously, Trey Turner. Was the oh, MVP for the for the U.S. I mean, like that guy was out of his mind. But Goldschmidt runners in scoring position—that's what got him, dude. You know, he just went cold. I love how Goldschmidt's like hitting his prime at like age thirty-four. Yeah, like last year he won the MVP, I and know, it's like I know. Uh, okay, Goldie, He's an old scrapper. I know it. I, I love the guy. Um, yeah, it was. It's been fun all around as a whole. I uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I'm looking forward to four years from now. As I uh, mentioned this morning on our text thread, I said the only thing that bothers me about the World Baseball Classic is that uh, it's kind of ruined baseball for me <laughs> right now because I want every game to feel like that. I want the. I mean, those crowds were mm. absolutely unbelievable. Some of the. Trust me, folks. If you didn't watch it because you're not a big baseball fan or or you think baseball's a boring sport or something like that, I get it. But I'm telling you, if you would have watched from the quarterfinals on, just the electricity you could feel through the television in the crowd was enough to make you go, Man, this is awesome. <laughs> well, well, the one the, thing that everyone talks about in the World Cup, people that don't care about soccer, like Tuna did for a while, mm-hmm. the one thing that got him hooked was this crazy crowd all around the country. I mean, all around the Look, the globe. Right, right. I'm a sucker and, for an atmosphere. If I'm watching something yeah. and the crowds are getting rowdy, I'm like, I've got to know what all these people are excited about, and exactly. I'm getting into I it. I hear you. But – and I wasn't, you know me, I wasn't up on the World Classic that much, but I got amped up in it big I think, time. I think there's there's two sporting events that I put on a different level than, than everything else, and it's obviously March Madness, which we're in the middle of and we're going to talk about here shortly, and also Major League Baseball playoffs, front to finish. There's something about the intensity of Major League Baseball playoffs where every pitch, it's it's a chess match back and forth. I think hockey can and, be and, thrown and you, in there, too. Keep going. But, yeah, when you add those, I don't know. There's just, Baseball just has a different element to me. I, I don't, I don't because know. Because this is strictly my opinion, but when you uh, go through the slog of an 162-game mm-hmm. season – and as you and I were talking about before, these random Tuesdays in Cincinnati where the Reds are playing the Pirates in front of 
4,000 people. And then all of a sudden, the playoffs start and every game matters. And the difference in atmosphere between the regular Mm -hmm. season game against two non-contenders and the playoffs is almost unlike anything else in sports. You watch guys that may have been mediocre through the season – rise to the occasion and and just sure they get in that atmosphere and and then you also see the on the opposite guys that have been great all season and they get under a little bit of that playoff pressure and they fold and you never really know what you're going to get and it's just so fun to watch but last night and this this past like week or two weeks kind of gave us a taste of that what it's like and it you start to realize like okay that's why we all love baseball yep, yep. it was awesome and uh i'm so glad that uh Tuna turned us on to that, and hopefully he turned a few of you guys on to that as well. And uh, I'm wearing my Reds jersey right now. Absolutely. And hopefully in, what, it's four years, right? Yes. Hopefully in four years uh, it's an even bigger thing, and hopefully we're still on the air in four years and we can talk about it then. Exactly. Um, I want to move on to... The NCAA tournament. March Madness. Oh, is that going on right now? Oh, yeah, baby. I didn't have a damn clue. Well, I mean, for me and Freddie, it objectively ended on uh, Sunday. Oh, well, (laughs) you guys lasted three months longer than I did. Um, (laughs) I was eliminated in November. Yeah, we were teased. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but... uh, At the end of the show last week, we all uh, gave our... Uh, picks for our final four teams before the first and second rounds. And I'm down to one final four team. I had Arizona, Marquette, Indiana, and UCLA. Clearly that did not work out well for me. I, I also have one team. Oh, no, I have two. I believe I have... I- Houston and Gonzaga. Okay, good. I believe I have two left with Texas and Arkansas. Yeah. 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 Good. Um, great Arkansas pick, but we all we were all on board with. I think that. everybody jumped on the Arkansas train. Man, what about the about Furman? What about the Furman call yeah, by the tuna last the, uh, week? Yeah, let's talk about the up uh, the crazy upsets right. before we get to the great yes. games with the uh, blue bloods. This is the first thing I wanted to talk about was. We had, I mean, and it seems like this is happening more and more every year. Obviously, we had a 16 beat a 1 again, second time ever. Uh, It seems like every year now a 15 beats a 2. I mean, it's almost like it just happens in the tournament I feel like if you bet the money line 15s, every one of them, you're bound to make money because it's it gonna seems like. it's gonna pay off. Yep. And dude, Arizona, like, let's get to that game B- before Furman, Arizona. Okay, we all had Arizona in the final four because none of us had Bama. Correct. Yes. All and, three of us had it. We we and we've been talking about them all year. I had I had talked about how I made the futures bet right. when I, I saw him beat Indiana them too. And dude, when you watch the last. Three minutes of that game. And I watched the last three minutes of them just beat a good UCLA team. And I was like, wow. And this time they're playing Clemson, I mean, uh, Princeton. And I'm like, 
this one guy, what's his name, Tuna, number zero, was literally shot eight times in the last two minutes. He, They could not find their All-American, any of those, uh, the foreign guys that are tall and moving. Everyone just stood there like in shock. They didn't do anything. This poor kid had the ball hitting off his head out of bounds. He was shooting uh, fadeaways. I don't even know what his name is, but he couldn't put it in the bucket, but I'll give him credit for trying because no one else wanted the rock. And uh, Princeton, in that pass at the end of the game, yeah, where that guy threads the needle on the bounce pass for the layup to secure it, what a freaking pass. Well, and for those of you that don't know, uh, Princeton is coached by a guy that played for Pete Carrill and was the kind of the poster child for that team that beat uh, UCLA. UCLA in the tournament. All the famous pictures from the day after was him jumping up in the air. But I'm going to tell you what, this Princeton team isn't, didn't win because of their weird style of play or their different no, style of play. No, it wasn't all backdoor cuts. Like that team that. did. They still run some of that stuff. Oh, they do. But they play a much more modern style of basketball now, and uh, they're playing at uh, the Yum Center this weekend, and I may try to go watch them play. I agree. Yeah, I, they, I they absolutely punked Missouri. Like I, there was they, I I did not see that coming. Missouri was never in the ball game. Right. Never, never once. In the ball and we game. talked that, about that Missouri last week city. how they're a team that makes you play their style. Well, Princeton said screw you, dude. Like yep. we, they didn't that yeah. they didn't that day. And uh I mean that Princeton Baylor matchup is going to be that's uh, I have a star by that game. That's a game I'm Princeton looking forward Creighton. to playing. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm looking forward to that game. I, I'm sorry that uh, I forgot that Creighton and Baylor played before that. You're a big Blue Jays <laughs> I, fan. I, I, I just <laughs> didn't. I didn't mark the. I didn't mark the. Uh, the Baylor Creighton. I never had. I never marked mm. who won the game. Yeah. Now I know who won the game. I just didn't mark it. Now, <laughs> how about we? Uh, we. But we Furman, great call, Tuna. <laughs> Great call on Furman. Thank God, because that covered all my other losses for the weekend. Should we just go through like the South while we're on it, Travis, and then go around? Sure. All right. Uh, that leaves us to the other the Friday. These are Friday games. Um, obviously, ba I, I really think this Bama San Diego State uh, San Diego State's defense. I don't know if you've seen them play. Yeah, man, they uh, they are stingy. Yeah, this is gonna be uh, Bama's gonna see the thing about Bama is like they can beat you behind the three point line and they can beat you down low. So it's like if they're forced to shoot and they get a little bit cold, I don't know. Uh, I, I think this could be maybe one of the best matchups to try to upset Bama. I still think Bama's going to roll Bama's this. Got to have a, a slug and, game. A yeah. What, what, what's the spread on this? Like nine and a half? I think. I almost think Bama covers yep. that. Uh, I think I'm that's not going right. to touch it. And, and but. Brandon Miller is 
freaking he. I know, I know the first game he didn't do much, but they didn't need him. But the second game well, he was all world. He was in the right place at the right time on that and one. Quinterly's <laughs> playing good. I mean, everybody's playing. Yeah, I, and you know me, Bama drink. But uh, I have a hard time pulling for Bama. I really do. I I think Brandon Miller should be suspended, and I have a hard time pulling for them. I just do. Um, that's that's what I got to say about the South region. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's probably, and it kind of sucks that one's here, but I think there's less storylines in that region than, than anywhere else. Um, I really wanted Baylor to win that game. I don't know. Uh, honestly, a, a Creighton-Bama matchup could be kind of fun. How about a Princeton-Bama matchup? I, again, man, I, mm, I don't know. Creighton and Princeton is going to be like two of the same type teams. I mean, that's going to be interesting. You know what? I Screw it. I'm with it. I'm all in on Princeton. Yeah. Let's go, smart kids. I think it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, let's move down to the East region where. Oh, God. <laughs> I had uh, Purdue losing in the second round. Uh, Good call. Well, I'm you know, I, I was all in on Florida Atlantic. But, and but as you should have been. But 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 nobody, nobody had them losing their first game to Farley Dickinson. Which, let's just remind people: if you didn't know, Farley Dickinson, in most years, would not have even made the tournament. Mm. They were in the tournament strictly because Merrimack. They were basically a seventeen seed. Right. <laughs> the team that won their conference tournament was not eligible to make the tournament because they had just joined the league, blah, which blah, blah. the dumbest which, rule. Oh, of course that it is. the dumbest and rule. We went through Bellarmine, that. Yeah, we went through that uh, with Bellarmine here last year. But Purdue, of course, I mean, what a – just a shocking – I don't – I mean, to me it was a shocking loss. It I wish just, that I could say more about this game because I didn't uh, watch but I, maybe uh, like – Two minutes me, of it, because I was locked into the Kentucky K or uh, Kentucky Providence game. Right. But with me, yeah. But I did watch <laughs> the last couple minutes with Travis outside. And I, I would just like to know what happened from start to finish. Like it just did. Well, I watched most of that game, and uh, what happened was Farley Dickinson decided that Zach Eady was not going to beat them. They double and triple teamed him from every position on the court for most of the game and Purdue really struggled to shoot the ball out of uh out of those you know double and triple teams they had a lot of wide open shots but they just they just couldn't knock them down and then the other thing and it's a it happens every year the Big 10 officiates their games different than every other league in the country and the Big Ten gets into the NCAA tournament, and the games are officiated differently, and they struggle like hell. Uh, what do we have? We have when one you, one Big Ten team left, right? When it's you bring Michigan this State. up, yes, I want to get your all's opinion on this because you guys are more Michigan of basketball State. heads than I am. It seems like off the ball fouls are being called so much more in this tournament than they were in a regular season. I feel like guys are so limited moving without the ball that it's all these games seem to come Not down to, to full Arkansas guard play. <laughs> well, I, that's the way that the tournament has been for 
Yeah, like the, the they're so limited, years. like moving off the ball. Like it's it, it, it's just insane to watch. I don't I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. But well, uh, Florida Atlantic's playing great. Uh, you know, I mean, of course they, you know, moved on. But I'll tell you what, I had a lot of fun watching the Duke Tennessee game because I had a feeling I knew what Tennessee was going to do. And I knew they were going to come in and try to punk Duke. And uh, I personally did not have Duke going far. I knew they had a lot of freshmen. I know they were hot, but their coach is also a freshman, in my opinion. And I just uh, I have a little hatred for them, too. So Well, Tennessee is, is so good defensively. And didn't they hold Duke to something? I mean, it was something oh, crazy. Dude, like They punched 20, him in the face. 21 points. Li- they liter- literally. They literally punched him in the Flipowski, that little punk, dude. You know, I don't understand how you he, can watch that game and call that kid a punk. He ain't man. a punk, but dude, he flops like I'm like. And like, even watching that game and he saying he flops like Kyrie Irving, dude. I mean, I've never that seen, kid showed more toughness. He did, than, but but mm-hmm. he flopped all the way through the game. I mean, I don't it's ridiculous. Think that was flopping, man. These Duke flop charges are a freaking joke. I'm throw an elbow at your head and well, see what hey, happens bring to you. It on, and then when dude. you fall down, I'll be I like, "Oh, you're punched. flopping. Get up." I think he got punked. He got punched in the face. Well, Tennessee clearly came out with a game plan that says we're going to be physical as hell and make these guys scared. And for the most part, Duke played timid, but Filipowski played tough as nails, I thought. He's, Tuna. He's a good player. What you don't understand is Freddie is still not over a game that happened 30 years ago. Very true. I'm sorry. So, whatever happened. So, he's taking it out on a kid that wasn't even born yet. <laughs> exactly. I think, <laughs> no, I think Duke gets away with all kinds of crap. Oh, from a Kentucky fan. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, there's, I mean. We don't get away with nothing. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the forever maybe aggrieved. A gold, maybe a gold chain. Uh, the, uh, the, the forever aggrieved Kentucky Wildcats <laughs> never get a call in the history of basketball. Well, for me to have to pull for Rocky Top over Duke, you know, it is what it is. But uh, do we have to go to the next game? Well, I was just going to talk about, well, yes, we do. Uh, Kentucky and Kansas State. Um, that was a, It was a very entertaining ball game. Uh, both teams played hard, played well. Credit to that little kid that, that beat you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Little kid. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he talked more shit than anyone I've ever seen. So, he, matter of fact, he threw the ball on the ground one time. Normally, that's a technical. I guess they didn't feel like they needed him. As he screamed out loud when he when he smacked the ball down on the ground. Yeah, I know. Uh, I I, I, I mean, I hate it when when players show <laughs> emotion. Sh- show emotion when when they make a good well, play. You hang on the rim and you show emotion. That's a technical. But it, it, it is what it is. Unbelievable. I love this. I mean, this, this is, is unbelievable. This is yeah, I can't stand Kansas State. Uh, I think their coach showed no class in talking <laughs> smack at the end of the game. Uh, who's hey, just they, a Johnny-come-lately rookie that's... He didn't call anybody on your team a little kid. And No, he didn't, but he was a little kid. He's a little dude. Mm. He's a little guy. <laughs> what, what do you want? What do you want? I mean, <laughs> Noel is a little dude. He played great. He carried the team on his back. Uh, 
when the other team couldn't do anything. I would have thought uh, by now. Tuna, I thought the transfer well, from Florida played Ameri- great. They're all Ameri- well, It was the the he transfer from actually Florida. Actually, didn't play. Great. I thought he played. He pretty hit a big three, dude. and that was it. He pretty much got shut down by. Take the shots out of it. The guy played good I all around. I don't think so. Yeah. I we'll really disagree don't. on that. I, I would have thought. What about their All-American that went up for a tomahawk dunk and blew his hip out and didn't play the first half? I mean, you know, uh, he missed the dunk. <laughs> and he came back uh, tough. He came back tough, but that kid, Noel, carried them. He had a hell of a dunk right there at the they end. They carried him. I, I would have thought I don't by think now. any other player on their team did hardly anything, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Well, so except you guys couldn't that, beat except one the dude. little kid. Uh, one dude that. Uh, I guess he came from the I locker room. I love you, room. man, but this is all delusional. Yeah. Every bit of yes, it. Yes, it is. Every single okay. bit of it is delusional. Yes. Yes. I would have thought by now Fred would have moved past the anger part of the grieving I, process. I'm nowhere near it. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he, he's obviously not to the acceptance stage. You don't want me to go stage. on a cow tangent, so we'll, we'll, just, uh, we'll just leave it at that because I, I don't think that Calipari – I, I, I pers- personally think that there's two things that need to change with Calipari. He needs to get some new assistants that have that can scheme against on offense and defense that have a new maybe some new refreshing offensive schemes, some defensive schemes. Uh, these four jugheads that are on his bench are has beens. I've said it once, I've say it again. The second thing is the biggest thing, in my opinion, because he's not going to get rid of his assistants, and he's not going to leave. I think that Calipari I think you guys have one assistant already leaving, don't I'm you? I'm just saying, you know, I think that he has a motive. And Josh Pastner is going to come in and take his spot. No, he has he has a issues with his preparation and motivation. I think that Cal's motivation is stale. I really do, dude. I'm telling you. Hey, let me ask you a question before you drink. Nick Saban, run the football. <laughs> wrong place, play wrong time. great defense. Win the national championship 21-0. Win the SEC championship 6-3. to mm-hmm. Guess what? College basketball or college football was passing him by after those games. What did he do? What did he do? I don't he know. Changed, Talk shit to your no, basketball coach? No, he changed his way of thinking and got offensive coaches to come in. And now he leads the country sometimes in passing. A, dude, he got Kiffin. He got Sarkeesian. He made changes, and well, now he is top five look, in man, all those categories. Cal The thing that makes Saban and, and the good coaches good coaches is because they adapt. They figure out ways to adapt. And it's like when you have success doing one thing for so long, it's hard to open up to somebody telling you it's time to do something different. Coach K was is a, like the prime example of that, Absolutely. man. Where a lot of guys of his era were getting passed by. And he, he actually did exactly what Freddie's talking about. He went out and got he young guys. doing the one and done. Yeah. He didn't agree with the one and done. He went out and did it. Now everyone's doing it. Sorry, Cal, that ain't working. But what I'm getting at real quick is the motivation that Cal. All right, let me tell you. Here's here's a couple quotes I wrote down real quick. Uh, I tell these players all the time. It, 
It ain't for everybody. Kentucky ain't for everybody. It's the expectations. Teams are going to bring their best. They're going to play their minds out against you. It's their Super Bowl. Do you think every player wants to hear that all the time? Well, how he's about, been saying about, that for years. Yeah, well, I know. How about... I'll be honest with you. I don't listen to a word that dude says anymore because it's all bullshit. Dude, it is. It, dude, he's so... I just don't get the motivational... He has no positive motivation. Like, you think he'd jump up and take his shirt off like Musselman did? <laughs> and get rowdy and go, we're Kentucky. We're going to whoop these boys because we are Kentucky. Instead, he says just the opposite. He, told, he, he psychs his teams out by saying the other team is going to give it their all. They're going to whoop your butt. No, no, no. Hey, these are young kids. They're listening to that, Tuna. Yeah, I'm well, sorry, but they are. They're sitting at Play home right now, and football. they're sitting at home right now because they got beaten the second round. And let's move on to Tom Izzo and Marquette. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, Izzo, again, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day where I said, you know, every year I say I'm not going to bet against them in the first couple of rounds of the tournament. Every year I talk myself into, well, they're they're not they're not the team that Izzo had five years ago or whatever. And every year they prove me wrong. And every year they're in the Sweet Sixteen and they are again. And they're oh, gonna they're gonna beat Kansas State. I, I oh, this is gonna be my favorite bet of the week when we get to that. But there's, I love this matchup for Michigan State. Now, take that with a grain of salt because every time I bet on Sparty, they screw me. Every time I bet against Sparty, they screw me. So <laughs> Maybe because they were 19 and 13. Yeah. I just – I thought they were in the NIT, my bad. I feel like they're, they're, they're going to create some issues for Kansas State. Um, I do like Jerome Tang. I think he's a good coach, even though Freddie thinks he's classless. I do too. I love the guy. I hope the lights go out in this game. I will not be watching any of it. Remember last week you said you Seems won't have like a TV on approach. that game? Well, wait a minute, Tuna. Last uh, week you said you won't have a TV screen on that game. I believe. Well, let's the find games. the game. I'm going to tell you which game I'm not going to have my was TV it, screen Was it on. Xavier Kennesaw State that I said that? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I missed oh, that one. Okay. Or was it us? Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was St. Mary's and BCU. Yes. That's what it was. Sorry I missed that one. I, I feel terrible that I didn't watch a second right. of that game. And, and next week, I will not have anything to mm. say about the Michigan State-K-State game because I'm not going to watch it. Okay. Probably going to be the best game of the whole Sweet 16. Not a but, freaking chance. Uh, let's go to the West where my only Final Four team that I had is still alive, uh, being UCLA, Kansas the number one seed loses to Arkansas. Um, Gonzaga is through for, seems like the, I don't know, how many years in a row have they been to the Sweet 16? It's been a bunch. Easily the most fun bracket right here, by um, far. By far. Arkansas, I mean, that Arkansas-Kansas game was a high-level, fun uh, you know, down to the wire, two two really talented teams playing great basketball, especially saying. down the stretch. The balls on Musburger, or Musselman, not Musburger. <laughs> Brett Musburger, I'm sure you got great balls, but this is not you. Um, 
for him to sit Nick Williams Jr. or Nick Smith Jr. after he played soft and he played intimidated, and he said, get your ass on the bench. And the way Devontae Davis took that game over. He took it over. Uh, that was so fun to watch. Council had a really big shot, turnaround jumper too, to keep that going. Grady Dick uh, played a hell of a game too. That Grady Dick did that play well. Gamer, I thought McCollum, man. I think he broke his nose in that game. He played tough as that nails. That kid played so tough for them. I was really impressed uh, with what he did. Don't forget, uh, Bill Self's not on the bench. Um, he's not there for the last two minutes. Mm-mm. Whatever. Trust me, that made a difference. Hell yeah, I did. Um, but, uh, man, th- th- just so many athletes. Uh, the refs let them play. I thought it was, I- I thought it was just the-, the-, the game of the whole uh, – the, the the game that I, the best game I saw, and I think that Arkansas UConn game is going to be dynamite. Oh, I have a, it, I think UConn's playing the best. Like, yeah, dude, them and Alabama are playing, are playing the best they are in the playing tournament. Great right now. basketball. Yeah. If Tuna's still not pissed at me tomorrow, we're watching it together, and maybe well, I'm not Travis pissed at will you. be there too. I'm not pissed at you. Well, you know, I mean, if, Lu- you, if Louisville lost, come here the game, and hug me. No, right Louisville now, hug me. Are, if Louisville lost a game, like you know, I mean, I expected Travis to talk more about his IU loss, and where, and he will when we get to his side. Exactly. But, but dude, if you don't think I'm gonna spill my guts out on this UK crap, no, I just. Think I, that I you seen the to. game differently because emotions were involved than they somebody were involved, that wasn't. But, but it's just it's not. You know, I, I have. I, I still. Mm. I'll. I, I, I'm. I just don't know what to say. All right, let's vent it out. Let's. Let's. No, let's, there's let's nothing else to say. I, I mean, feel like there uh, is. No, there isn't. Talk there to is, Teddy Bear. There is no more tell, to tell say. Tell me what's going on. I, I mean, what's going on is uh, Kentucky is Creighton. Yeah. That's what's going on. Well, Creighton's still playing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we move to the Midwest. Okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, we've got to uh, we talk about Gonzaga UCLA. Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. This bracket right here, Arkansas-UConn at 7.15 tomorrow, and Gonzaga-UCLA tomorrow at 9.40 are the two games that my eyes will be on. Uh, and I will be watching both of them, the Gonzaga-UCLA game. We saw that possibly coming up last week when it was a final game uh, rematch, and another. I think a, a rematch even after that in like the Elite Eight or something maybe. But those players have been around so long on both teams, some of them, that I cannot wait for that game. I, I really cannot wait for that game, and I know – it's a Thursday at 940, but folks, just go to work late. Just take Watch the day off. Game. Take the day off. What are you even doing if you don't take the day off? But those two <laughs> games, oh, my you're, God. You're going to be wait. working a meaningless job. Like, dude, let me, can you imagine being – where are those games being played at? Do better with your life. What? Tra- uh, the West region is in uh, Las Vegas. And oh, the, my God. Yeah. and dude, the, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be wild. A, let's get on a flight right now. <laughs> And guess where? Are the, you kidding me? Guess where the East Region is? Where? Madison Square Garden. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I would never go there. 
Madison Square Garden. I don't care about the other But two. we've got all your Row Tide buddies no, coming in I, for, for regionals I here in Louisville. I hope the East, like, uh, rolls away in a, in a wave, a tsunami. I, I, uh, I'm so against that region, I don't even want to look at it. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, dude, the West in Vegas, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it'll be hell, awesome. man, if I wouldn't know, if I wasn't going to spring break, I'd be going to Vegas. Well, on, maybe on, on a red eye. Maybe uh, you and I can uh, can. Dude, can, can we go to Vegas then down to Florida? Can beg out a <laughs> spring break and go to go to Vegas instead? Yes, God. Travis and I. Are and that's a four fifteen tip off Vegas time. How oh, awesome is that? Oh, oh man, God. it's oh gonna be great. God, God I would lose so much money on that. All yeah. right, I, we'll move to the Midwest. Yeah, let's go to the Midwest. Uh, Quickly, we don't have to talk too much about it. I'm sure nobody really wants to talk about Indiana's loss to Miami. I want a Mike Woodson rant, just like I got a Calipari rant. Well, dude, Calipari's rant. Now, wait a minute. The reason that the Calipari rant is because I'm Kentucky sorry, I pulled his string. Hasn't done, hasn't made it past, uh, made it to a Sweet 16 in like eight years, and they have. Every freaking All-American that they can get. This is a big storyline, folks. It is. I mean, it is. I'm sorry, but it's a big storyline. Indiana had a first-team All-American and a guard that is projected to be a... I get it, but you've been through coaching changes and things of that nature, (laughs) and that makes it harder for IU to get... I, I really believe that. Like, Woodson's just getting his feet under him and getting some uh, and, really good wins and going. You won't hear me say a, a cross word about Mike Woodson. I love Mike Woodson. Well, yeah. It was unfortunate. I, I thought love Rick that Patino. it was unfortunate. I thought that Indiana did what they've done several times this year, which in a crucial ball game, obviously none more crucial than one that if you lose your season is over. They didn't seem to show up for the first for the first you know, seven, eight minutes of the ball game, found themselves down 12, 13 points. Jelly Walker. And uh, next thing you know, they are going home. Uh, Miami played great. I expect them to get throttled by Houston. Dude, there's going to be Laranaga. 400 points scored in this game. Laranaga knows I think this game could be like, a, this could look like an NBA score, like 120 to 110. I'm going to tell you, the second – Best game, and I know Travis may want to hit on that a little bit more. And 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 uh, I do. No, agree. I don't really have anything else to say. But I do agree with you that uh, that I felt like IU came out in the second half, just like, dude, Miami. That Wong kid was hitting everything. God, Indiana played great at the end of the first half and the very beginning of the second half, but not one time in that game. Even when Indiana took a three-point lead, there was not a single time in that game where I said, "Oh, I think IU's going to win this." I I just I never felt that way. I I uh-huh. thought Miami out hustled Indiana. I thought they out toughed them. I thought they out coached them. Um, it was unfortunate, but you know, that's part of the tournament. One team wins and one team loses, and uh, I think Houston is playing great basketball and I'll tell you who else I think is playing great basketball is Xavier I I loved that Xavier team 
early in the season when I saw them play Indiana. Indiana beat them. It was early and, uh, you know, a lot of weird. But I think Xavier has the kind of lineup and the size and the guard play and, quite frankly, the coaching. I just have a weird feeling about them. I I think they're going to win their next ball I, game. Uh, I'm I'm still gonna ride with Texas on this because yeah, I think yeah. Texas is playing good basketball. I don't think like, Texas. Is that a, was a really hot, underrated Penn State team that they beat. Yeah, I, 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 Penn State was playing as well as almost anybody in in in, in the nation coming up right there. That Xavier were. Texas game is only a four point spread. I'm, it I'm, is. I'm very much looking forward to that. I don't think Xavier and Texas has been through the battle that Houston or Miami. Uh, I mean, Miami had a, a kind of a little battle with Drake. Um, look, I mean, Texas well, only won by five be, against I mean, Penn State. I'll be, I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. The Houston-Auburn game was the second best game I saw the whole weekend. I yeah. thought the Houston-Auburn yep. game yeah, it was, was going to be a monster game. You knew when Auburn came out and, and uh, was going back and forth. That Auburn-Iowa game was a good game. They were going back and forth, but I, Auburn just was too much. And, man, Houston Auburn, wow! That dude, Houston is for real. Sasser, I know he's hurt, but he's been in and out, in and out, in and out. The player that I'm uh, impressed with that I only saw play once this year, unfortunately, is Kenneth Walker. You want to talk about a man child? And dude, they got a couple other players that are freaking unreal. Yes. I mean, they are physical. And uh, it's going to be – I can't wait to watch that Houston-Miami game. I think that the Arkansas-UConn, Gonzaga-UCLA, and Houston-Miami game are on my list. Yeah, I mean, there's just great matchups and up I mean, and down the card. If we're looking just into the future here, a potential Arkansas or UConn matchup against UCLA or even Gonzaga – like no matter what we get, that Saturday game is going to be great. Yep. So, and yeah, exactly. I was going to ask you guys uh, now that we know where we're at in the Sweet Sixteen, um, our adjusted Final Four teams. I'm going to go around the room. Give me your, your. I don't need to know who's going to win those games or your adjusted Final Four teams. Tuna. All right, I'm going to go with. Texas still. I'm going to go with Arkansas still because those are my two that were still alive. Of course. I'm going to go Michigan State, and I'm going to say Alabama. All right. Freddie. Uh, well, I already have Houston, uh, actually. Uh, I have Houston there uh, still. I have Gonzaga still there. Tennessee. And Alabama. And I am Ooh, the going... battle of the Dixieland delights. I love right. that. That's right. Get ready. I'm going to go with Houston. Chubby old groundhog. Yeah, I can't wait to see that chubby old groundhog. <laughs> I'm going to go with Houston, UCLA, who was my team from last That's week. That's right. Uh, in the east, uh, I'm riding all in. With Florida Atlantic. I'm going Florida Atlantic oh, in the final four. Dusty, like he sleeps it. in May. Uh, and, and, dude, where is Florida Atlantic? 
Uh, Boca Raton. Indeed. Really? Boca Raton. Well, who the hell don't want to go to school there? Isn't it a retirement community? <laughs> Del Boca Vista. <laughs> yeah. That's where the Golden Girls live, dude. And uh, in the South, I'm going <laughs> I'm going with Alabama in the South. Yeah. Hey, I got a, I got a stat for you, even though I don't want to mention it, but uh, I do have a stat that uh, when Izzo gets to the Sweet 16, his record after that is 18 and 6. Yeah, I know. And, I, and after I just said that I'm not going to pick against Michigan State, uh, I picked against Michigan State, which is probably uh, the kiss of death on me. Oh, shucks. <laughs> oh, shucks, Tom. Uh, I did want to uh, quickly just touch on the fact that uh, my XFL beloved D.C. defenders just beat the caca off oh of uh, St. Louis again for yeah, the second was, time was, this uh, season. That was pretty yes, nasty. It was a tight game, 28-20. Uh, we are now 3-2. and two. We also broke the record again for attendance. I will say that. Uh, but Saturday at 6 o'clock versus the Vegas Vipers. Another reason why I should be in Vegas. <laughs> Can you imagine a Saturday night I could go watch my, my – my team play. That's a God. double dip for Man. all times right there. No kidding. Yeah, that would be awesome. Do we want to talk about a couple of the coaching changes? Okay, let me throw no. this stack. Oh, okay. I do want to talk about that quickly. Uh, the coaching carousel just really started turning hard the last couple of days. Uh, as we had speculated on here, Rick Patino did accept the St. John's job. We're basically future tellers on here. Which, we are. Which was a, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people saw that coming. Uh, we spoke it into existence. Take credit for it. <laughs> and I think he's going to be great there uh, this afternoon. Micah Shrewsbury uh, left Penn State. Big hire. He is taking the Notre Dame job. Really good. Which uh, I think is a is a tremendous thing. Um, Cooley, Ed Cooley from Ed Providence. Georgetown is moving to Georgetown, taking right. over for Patrick Ewing. Um, things are just really starting to and turn there. Uh, bam, bam, Oral Roberts. Uh, Oral Roberts coach. And, of course. We don't talk about Oral Roberts. Oh, no, our coach just left Oral Roberts. Right, we don't talk about we Oral Roberts. We don't talk about Oral Roberts on this broadcast. Farley Dickinson's uh, coach, who just upset Purdue, which we never really – talked about at length as much as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, he is taking over for Rick Patino at Iona. Yes. Yes. And Western Kentucky has hired the Texas right. A&M Corpus Christi right. coach. Yep. Yes. You win a game, you get a new job. It really is. This is the, the NCAA tournament is the ultimate the like interview process. Isn't that wild? They literally roll the Isn't dice that wild and just how that say, works? I need a coach that's hot. Well, Here they come. Kentucky hired Billy Gillespie after he beat Louisville right, in the right, Sweet 16 right. or whatever. They yeah. did. That's right. And so, had no idea and, he was drinking 12 at a time. <laughs> <laughs> 12 at a time. Hey, I got a crazy stat for y'all. Yep. Longest droughts in the NCAA tournament. Four teams, folks. Uh, no. To make it or to win a game? To make to make it. Okay. Nebraska. Well, there's four teams that's never made it, right? Th these are the four. 
Nebraska's no, been in the NCAA. that made it. The four teams that have the longest streak, uh, longest drought. Of, of having been there and oh, then not, okay. and then okay. not okay. going okay. back. Because one of the teams that's never made it just got dissolved. They took away Nebraska. all Nebraska. Like Brooklyn, St. Francis. They have never won an NCAA tournament game, folks. And, and they have the longest drought. St. John's, uh, alluding to Rick Pitino. Georgia and DePaul. And, that not that and well, honestly, all four of those teams, well, take Nebraska out of it. Three out of those four teams have been very successful right. within the last 35 years to the point where at one point they would have been thought of as maybe not blue bloods, but as teams that were always in the tournament. Right. Mm -hmm. I also noticed both Iona 16 points per game uh, leaders both are transferring. Oh, yeah. Probably to St. John. Those guys are all gone. <laughs> how is DePaul not successful? Like, how? I mean, with all the Chicago talent, like, I don't understand how they have just been so down for so long. I don't know. I mean, they had Joey Meyer for a while, and then who was the guy that they got that started doing uh, pretty good for him, Travis? You remember him, uh, he got a couple of McDonald's All-Americans I'm there. trying, I am trying my best to remember. This is after Rod Strickland and, yes. and Clyde Schmidt and people like that. Right. Uh, and I can't think of his name, but he, he did do well, halfway decent. Dwayne Peavy's the athletic director up there now, correct? He was. I mean, I, I wouldn't oh. know if he's still there or not. That's Cal's homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. We don't need to bring that name up yeah, again Yeah, I'm sorry, tonight. dude. I was trying to pull a string again. I'm sorry. This episode may last an hour. And Who's the Memphis coach another, that got fired? Another Dana Kirk? No, no, that got fired just recently. Uh, Josh Pastner. Jo and oh, I'll, I'll tell you right now. I can't wait for Josh Pastner to come to Kentucky to get some fresh blood. There's an assistant. That's I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. That's how bad it is. I'm going to tell you right now what Josh Pastner is going to do. Wear masks. He is not going to. He is not, He is so freaking good on TV. Oh, he's great. He's got great charisma. If, they, if ESPN is smart, they will put him yeah. on college game day for yeah. college basketball and turn him. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. And they'll turn yeah. him into the Lee Corso yeah. of basketball college they game should. day. Because well, now that Bray, oh, by the way, Bray. May be going to South might Florida, be going right? To South Florida. But Passner is awesome on TV, and I think college basketball would be better off if he ends up doing that. And I and I hope that that happens. Yes. Personally. Dave Leto. Dave Leto was the coach you were thinking of Who's that? Dave Leto for yeah. DePaul yeah okay yeah yeah mm -hmm. and I also understand Fred that uh this weekend we are back on the derby prep course where uh you know we're getting closer and closer real close to the uh to the big to the big races uh and uh getting closer to the Kentucky Derby. So, Freddie, why don't you let us know what we have uh, to look forward to this weekend in horse racing. Right. After a week off of no derby preps, uh, we had, well, I was really looking forward to the Louisiana Derby uh, this Saturday. Uh, I 
I, I saw a, a, a field that I thought was going to be there last week, and uh, uh, unfortunately, some of those horses did, have made changed their minds. So it's not a great race. There's still 12 horses, but uh, there are some some good ones in there. I have uh, horses that are in my top 25. There's about six of them in there. Uh, number one being, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you who I'm going for in that race instead of listing them all. But uh, my number two horse on the board in the book is Instant Coffee. He has uh, won his last two races. He is a fantastic closer, which sometimes you want to bet it, sometimes you don't. You just never know on those closers. But uh, Instant Coffee is who I'm going with along with Sun Thunder uh, and Jace's Road, which is a long shot. I'm going to try to beat a couple of these other guys. Jace's Road has won a derby prep in his past, and he is also a closer. So I'm going with the 2, the 4, and the 11. Uh, the Jeff Ruby Stakes at Turfway is also going on at 625 Saturday. Um, and that is uh, uh, the same points for these horses. And I'm going with a horse that I think's uh, an interesting horse. There's really uh, a couple Pletchers that are favorites, but I'm going with two fills. I'm going with two fills. Uh, he has a win at Churchill. Not that that matters, but it always helps down the line. And congruent. I'm going. He is the uh, the past winner of the uh, Mike Battaglia, uh, John Battaglia uh, stakes that was a couple weeks ago. So two fills and congruent, and that one's who I'm going with. And then Sunday is the Sunland Derby. Travis, who, what Derby winner last won the Sunland Derby? Affirmed. Mind that bird. <laughs> Mind no that idea. bird. <laughs> Yeah, I have no okay, idea. <laughs> yeah, mind that bird. Uh, trainer came in with a broken leg, remember, and it threw him in the Sunland Derby. Yeah. Got enough points to get in, and he wins the Derby. Uh, we're going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, Hard to Figure, the six. In that, there's only six horses running. I'm going with the six. Uh, that's it. And, and next week is going to be big. That's the Florida Derby. And a whole bunch of others. That's not this weekend, next weekend going Florida on? Florida Derby okay. is next weekend. Okay. And, and maybe, I, I'm not sure. That's the Arkansas look, Derby. The, the Arkansas, yeah, the Wood okay. Memorial, yeah, the, that's all the, that starts coming When's the bluegrass? That's like the one of the last ones. Okay. Yeah, that's um, either the week yeah. or a couple weeks after. But you've got the Wood, the, the, mm -hmm. the Florida the Arkansas I, I really love the Arkansas Derby I, I really whoever wins that race I really pay attention to so and the Florida for that matter go baby go all right go baby go that's it buddy and uh we decided to make a uh uh executive decision tonight to not open the show with <laughs> unfortunate news tuna brought up a, a very good point that you know, seems like the, like maybe five out of the last six shows we've had to start the episode with some unfortunate news from the uh, world of athletics. Well, this week, uh, I mean, it's sad. It's sad when anyone passes away, but 
Willis Reed, by all accounts, uh, lived a wonderful long life. Mr. Nick. The captain. The captain. Uh, the, the, the author of one of the most iconic moments in the history of not just the NBA, but in all of basketball when he came through the tunnel in the clinching game for the Knicks. Game seven. To, I've what he hit his first two or three First shots. two shots, yeah. He only scored four points. Yeah, and then he went out of the game, didn't play again, but that lifted. But the crowd went wild when he came through the tunnel. And you know what's he cool about that? He six. He had a hip and had a, uh, a uh, thigh muscle pull. And you know what's cool about that, Fred, is if you watch the uh, – you know, the actual broadcast of that game. Marv Albert's Marv doing Marv Albert it. is yes. doing the commentary. He and is. so when Willis Reed shoots that first shot, he goes, yes! Yes! And exactly. I mean, it seems, when you watch that video, I mean, it seems like it happened in a different century. But then you hear Marv Albert's voice and you go, man, I mean, that, well, it didn't happen in my lifetime, but it was close to my lifetime. Right. It was 1970, is that right? Yes, 1970. And uh, so a, 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 a true legend, a true icon, and not, not just basketball, but uh, in New York basketball and in Madison Square Garden history, one of the all-time moments that's ever taken place in that arena. NBA MVP, two-time finals MVP, and a Hall of Famer, and... One of the most random numbers you'll ever have, number 19. Yeah, isn't that wild? Number 19. Number 19. <laughs> was his jersey number. And uh, I had forgotten at the beginning of the show we had so much to get to. I just want to remind everybody that uh, we are on social media, on Twitter, at BlockoutPod. We have an email address, BlockoutSportsPod at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook. Just look up Blockout Sports Pod. Uh, I have read every single one of your messages that we've gotten. I know I haven't responded to all of them, but we do appreciate uh, anybody that reaches out uh, that gives us suggestions or ideas for the show. I truly do appreciate it, and I do read them all. Uh, fellas, I'm going to send it around the room. Do we have anything else? Uh, one last thought, Tuna. Uh, one last thought is a gambling pick for the week, and like I mentioned earlier, uh, Michigan State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Kansas State. I feel like that should be a three- to four-point spread. I'm taking Michigan State to easily cover that point-and-a-half. So that is all I have for the week. Freddie, uh, off your thumbs-down look at Tuna, give me your last thought of the week. Well, there used to be, when I was a kid, a great show on TV called The A-Team. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> actually, it went on. Uh, maybe I'm getting this wrong. It could be Rambo with Sylvester Sliced alone. He was just trying to get but, a bite to eat. But there was a, a quote that he wrote. He said, Murdoch! I'm coming for you. Cal, I'm coming for you. Take That's that. That's all I got to say. Cal, University <laughs> of California, he's coming for you. The Cal Bears, didn't they? They just hired a new coach, I believe, didn't they? Talk about all these coaching well, changes. If they did, uh, apparently Freddie is coming for them. Yeah, he's coming for you guys. <laughs> Maybe they hired Freddie. <laughs> 
But we do appreciate everybody that listens each and every week. If you enjoy the show, please go and tell a friend. Uh, we will be back next week, I believe, on our regular day. Uh, we are recording this show on Wednesday night before the uh, tournament. Uh, we should be back regular time next week, releasing on Friday. But uh, we do appreciate everybody that listens for the big fellow, the tuna, country Matt Kemp. Also, PGA match plays going on this weekend. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, we are going to get in. I, I did want to – I, mean, I mm. forgot. I did want to mention uh, a little John bit of PGA. John took one today. Uh, because we are going to do a real oh, breakdown of the Masters here uh, coming up very soon. But for the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kemp, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. <laughs> this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. <laughs>